Gentlemen, start your engine. Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, radio hotmap. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Sorry, my little uh, um, technical um, goodies. Radio hotmap. Oh, cheers, boy. Cheers. cheers. supercar guys and, and, and the whole you know the whole thing that's going on up there um, and sure the V8 Utes are a second string category but nevertheless there was a great show of, uh, of drivers and teams up there in the V8 Utes category and I don't honestly think that they got anywhere near their money's worth in inverted commas so in the way of coverage. Well, 40 Corral Cup would look real. Exactly. Uh, 
and uh, for three eights got to go fast and, and, and dead near these even further. And big twelves. <laughs> and big twelves, that's right. And and, and heading up the lineup is a um, one of the one of three F fifties um, the successor to the F forty, which was built specifically for GT racing and um, the was um, shaken down recently with the in, in Coriano by Nicola Marine. But the project was, a, was abandoned and it was uh, never completed. So the car's coming over here after being sold to an American collector. Yeah. And um, yes, the, the Ferrari for whatever, the factory for whatever reason deemed that the cars shouldn't compete. But that's, uh, that's going to be pretty cool. Oh, it's going to be an awesome sight, particularly in Gouja Street on the Friday night, as Johnny mentioned. And we'll be down there, no doubt, with um, uh, our cohorts, um, Mark Wright and uh, Mick Pinder, and no doubt so, um, we'll be um, enjoying a meal. Well, we will be enjoying a meal, probably a couple of beers, but we'll probably also be waltzing along with the trusty iPod and actually talking to a few of a few of the owners of these cars if we can manage to. And Glenn Coe, the uh, international uh, Australian row importer, who will be there, thank <laughs> you. As he does. <laughs> Glenn, will be a lamb race at Mount coming up. So. Now, while I was talking about the car show, there was and there was another program that we get over here in South Australia, which is called Postcards or some bloody thing or the other. I can never remember the name of it. Um, but it's basically a, a promo for South Australia and what's on and what's coming and everything else. And I just happened to uh, not tune in, just happened to turn up in front of the TV because it was on practically the whole bloody day. And um, there was a little article on the fact that on the 12th of November, which is the week before Classic Adelaide, um, it's the 50th anniversary of the Port Wakefield Grand Prix, which was the first Grand Prix Sir Jack Brabham ever won. Isn't that right? And um, they're going to be basically, if you if you rock on up to Port Wakefield, which I think we might have to do that day. Uh, when is it on again? The 12th of November. We don't get a week so off, do we? No, we don't. Oh, that's going to be... Oh, I know I might be in Tasmania for the final round of the V8 Ute series. Well, you, while you're in the final round of the V8 Ute, I might toggle off up to Paul Wakefield. Yeah. Anyway, um, they actually had a bit of uh, footage on this show that showed the track or what's left of it. It's basically all overgrown with dirt and scrub these days. But um, that should be a good weekend. And obviously, Sir Jack must be coming over for uh, Classic Adelaide once again. And... Uh, it's just coming over a week early, and uh, you can, if you rock on up to Port Wakefield, you, they're doing tours of the track. Uh, they're giving you a bit of commentary on what happened and when and how and all the rest of the stuff. And Sir Jack's there as a special guest. And that reminds me, because uh, that, that's out near um, uh, Mallow, and yes, sir, the Port Wakefield. But we have that invitation to go and meet those people up at Katoomba and have a, have a tour of the old Catalina Park racetrack. We must be doing that. That looks fantastic. Uh, it'll be after Christmas, in the New Year. So we're going to go and search out all the old tracks that don't exist anymore. <laughs> well, for yeah, racing. Right. <laughs> now, while we're on the subject of uh, old scungy racetracks, I see you've got a new scungy hat on. I do. Thanks for the compliment. And of course, as your viewers, you'll be able to see, um, but you can't really. It's, uh, it's, it's an old cap in the style of the, uh, the Gulf Western uh, Petrochemical Company, uh, as made famous by Steve McQueen back in the Le Mans movie. Yes, the uh, blue and orange uh, Ford GT40s, the originals, ran around there and uh, took many drivers to victory. 
And yeah, I was up at, uh, at Indy and, and wandering around there and just, just having a bit of a look at the paddock area and it was, uh, there's a lot of interesting things to see. And I came across this uh, small merchandising booth called the Classic Cotton Shop and they had all this retro stuff. Um, racing leather jackets and, uh, and oh, there's some golf umbrellas. And anyway, I just went, I'll grab a hat. But some of the stuff is, is absolutely uh, lovely. And uh, so, you know, Chuck a few bucks down and, 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 and you're all good. I thought with Classic Adelaide coming up, it's the perfect scene there. Absolutely, looks the part. Thank you, I'll need to get yourself one too. Anyway, um, uh, the, what's the web address for it, mate? Uh, I'm Ron, it's www.thequassicrockleshop.com. <laughs> You've obviously been sleuthing to find out where you can get a different hat. You find the Classic Adelaide. Basically, in the week that it came out, because I, I logged onto Amazon and put inform me when this movie arrives, I've had something up there for, uh, seems like forever now, for the old Grand Prix movie by John Frankenheimer. Um, probably a lot of people haven't actually seen that movie, it goes back to about 1966. Um, if anybody's listening from the distribution company or the lot that makes the DVDs, please hurry up and get it out, because uh, I'm hanging out to see it on the uh, on the widescreen, all nicely reprocessed and cleaned up. Well, uh, we've got a bit of a scoop here at Radio Hot Lap today. We were um, uh, talking to um, uh, Paul Rogers before he jumped on the plane to Mexico. Mexico. To, um, yep. Champ, last champ car round to um, look after Team Australia down there because uh, he didn't come down here because Crusher and his, uh, and his, his trusty troops up there in India were right there on the, on the doorstep. So there's no need to pull the over and we've seen before the freeloaders have been over there, so you know, <laughs> Dennis and Susan. Yeah, it's on the chat this morning going on off to Edinburgh. Yep. And um And sending pictures of Paul actually drying up pans in the kitchen. We <laughs> 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 don't want to go into Paul's like cooking skills, but I don't know what he keeps in his cupboard over there at land, but there wasn't much there. But um, and that reminds me of another story, but we'll come back to that. But yeah, then it appears like there's a new Formula One team. Mm. Uh, joining the circus next year. A second tier team, I believe. Second tier team. Well, it's um, it's it, it, it's hard to get to know whether this is actually a factory team which is going to be run out of the Honda workshops, but they are looking. They are going to be using Honda engines, and that's uh, Aguri Suzuki, who previously had raced in, in F1, has a team called Super Aguri Racing, strongly involved in um, in the Japanese national team in Formula Nippon and, and Super GT. And uh, both of those two categories may well be coming down here in Australia, as we mentioned earlier. Yes. But Rob Kirkpatrick is, um, is doing a fine job there, trying to turn that into a, a season where they race down at Bunbury. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, Super Aguri Formula One is, is going to appear on the grid. It, it requires ratification, I suppose, by the FIA yes, before it goes, it goes ahead. But, uh, and I believe they're going to be running out of the old uh, Arrows workshops in the UK. Oh, is that right? I didn't hear that. Yeah, I think so. Oh, well, did you speak to someone about that? No, I think I read it somewhere. Oh, yeah, that's But it looks like we're going to be running Bridgestone tyres. Um, Takuma Sato's uh, hot favourite to be in there. That would make oh, a bit of sense. Oh, that's a surprise. Japanese, yeah. Japanese. And, um, and the, the former VNR test driver, Anthony Davidson, Davidson with, um, that's, you know, I suppose to be expected as well because with uh, Honda Robot, buying the remaining assets, 
of um, VAR and turning it into effectively a, a Formula One team. Perhaps um, they're going to they're going to be they're good, and that all sort of matters up. And Dan Wilden, the uh, <coughs> recently recently created IRL champ, yes, is, um, uh, done, uh, is on the list as well. Oh, and you know that you know he only got to cast your mind back a few years, or maybe four, a few years. But whenever Honda comes into something, they never leave until they're one. Absolutely and not. And look at the, you know, Mansell days. Of yes. And Gurney, well, no, they didn't win when you get in the Gurney days. And stuff, but they made a bloody good show of it. It was a beautiful looking car. Yep, so that's, um, that looks like there'll be some, some new cars on the group next year. Cool. Now, we said earlier on that we'd be talking about um, what came in in the mailbag. And what did you get in the mailbag well, this week, John? Well, I've got my... I've got a couple of editions of Layers magazine sent over to me finally for the people in the state. All um, beautiful. Like, it's real, all this how-to stuff in the state of all the great Adobe products, like Photoshop, Illustrator and stuff like that. And, and now, seeing all that's illegal, um, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> I thought... Well, the creative, creative suite too, sitting there in the box. Yeah, it is indeed. And uh, it's just, it's, it's pretty good stuff. So uh, I, I've barely gone through it. It comes out by monthly. I'm not being paid to say this. Layersmagazine.com, worth a look. What have we got in here? Um, oh, that's another great group that I'm using. iStockphoto.com. For the first time, someone's finally come out and made high-res photography available for three bucks American, medium for two bucks, or just anything you want to use for internet or multimedia. One dollar. And I mean, all these people have been at fifty-six dollars. You just go—it's just a no-brainer. It's—it's—it's what—it's what Apple has done to music. They have done to stock photography, and, and it's the range of photographs. Absolutely, I've even put some of my own up there. I, I okay. went and answered the questions and became a became a, a licensed uh, photographer. There's uh, okay. half a million there. I've earned about three cents. Do you have a license for that camera? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, all sorts of interesting stuff here. Yeah, that's uh, pretty good. And it's not just a, it's not just Adobe products, right? It's got all sorts of hugging technology and anyway. So, so. So, so yeah. the techo heads are um, oh, it's a creative, the creative stuff. Because you know, I, 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 one criticism is it's like, I really, it's a bit of a hassle. You get the the, the great Adobe CS2 suite, but you don't get a hard manual, and like, there's nothing. Better than a hard manual. Of course, you can you could print it out. Now, I might have to go and buy one of those Xerox color printers off you for seven hundred and forty nine dollars just to print the things out because we cheaper than going down and buying the books, wouldn't it? And how does that work? With the printer with the ink cartridges worth seven hundred dollars, the printer worth seven forty nine. I don't just buy a new printer and trashing the thing out in the rack. Well, yeah, or, or you could get real sneaky and uh, wait until all the ink cartridges are three quarters empty. Sell it for 600 bucks and then just put another 150 down and get a full set for you. I'm trying to make friends in this town. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> Do you want it? <laughs> yeah, I haven't sold it to you yet. Yeah, I want it back already. <laughs> okay, so um, so what else in the mailbag? Well, in the mailbag, yeah, you, you told me you had loads of stuff. Yeah. Um, some spots oxy shot. Now this is a um, on earth is a liquid. It doesn't really taste much more like a bit of like, cool water. But uh, these guys got onto on me um, earlier in the year and said, hey, can we get these into the, you know, the, 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 the Cooper's drivers in the new series? So I went, well, well, we don't want to endorse. But generally, they might be a bit on the line. But this is a really, actually, a really good product. And uh, you're always a bit sceptical about these things. But, you know, 15 or 30 mil, 
uh, before you get in the race car, and the the um, the added uh, uh, mental concentration that it bring has grown on is um, uh, undoubtable. So and what does it do? Does it actually sort of make the brain attract more oxygen or suck more oxygen? Yeah, it just gives you like very good aerobic quality. And uh, you know, again, it was a bit iffy. Well, where's the benchmark of this? And they provided it to. Uh, to FPR, which they used for the first time in uh, in, in China. And I spoke to John Curran from, from FPR, who's the is the, the medical the guy there, and he was a bit sort of, oh, how bright he doesn't want to take it, or he couldn't be bothered. Or, and, and this is the same thing that we sort of had when we started doing it. You know, I had a note on the trailer door there, boys, you know, have a, have, a, have a sip of this stuff before you get in the race car. And of course, you know, Darwin, where we first started the Hidden Valley, now we, 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 we won that weekend, you know, so, so that was great. But really the only person who's kept following on with it religiously has been Jack Ellsbury. So I had a chat to Jack and I said, mate, what do you think? And he said, honestly, I reckon it's good, you know, when you're in a, in a, in a, in a tough environment where the heat is getting to you and your concentration is, is tending to go away with the heat, this product is working really well. And it's ironic that he, and I haven't been on his case about it, that he's won at Indy, yes. and he's won at Hidden Valley, both the two like hot and humid environments. In fact, Indy was actually more humid than than, than Darwin was in, in July. So yes, I have to say it, it, it's not a bad product at all. A sports oxy shop dot com, I think it is, and uh, no, oxyshop.com.au. Now most of the guys up and down the supercar pit lane are using it, and all sorts of football players. You know, they wanted Jack to get on on board with it, and you know Jack is actually going home. This is a good thing. Greg Murphy's taking it. Nick taking well, it. it's good. It'd be interesting because I noticed that Mark Scaife's endorsing a product called Red Potter, oh, which yeah. comes in a huge 600 milliliter bottle and it's bright pink. It looks like um, uh, antifreeze in a bottle. So well, that tastes a bit like antifreeze. <laughs> oh well, there you go. Not going to matter much. No. But, but another benefit of it is that if you are going out for a big night, you know, if you have 15 mil of this one night you, before you go out, another 15 in the morning, I'm told by Brett at Sports Oxy Shop that you can sink a fair few beers and you won't even feel it in the morning. <laughs> so, I don't know, I don't know. Well, we might experiment with that when the classic Adelaide's on. Well, there's, we've got a little, we've got, that's good, isn't it? I've got a 250 mil bottle and we've got to three little 50 mil handbags for that. Just like a little, a night out in your shop. pocket for a night out. That's it. Yeah. So that was my little bag just there. Cool. Um, well, I suppose techie stuff. Techie stuff. Yeah, what's techie? Hey, you got any of those new iMacs? The new, yep. We've, we've got our first 17 inch demo in and it is going down gangbusters. On what? Photo booth. The software that comes with the new IMAX photo booth, because they've got the little built-in camera, you can take all these crazy shots. They've got all of the traditional filters that photo that you use in Photoshop that make you laugh. The pinch filter that makes your head look big or your body looks huge and your head looks like a pin. All that sort of stuff, swirly effects, blah, blah, blah. We're just basically taking customers from the store, standing them in front of the uh, thing and saying, Check out the screen, click the button, haha, would you like me to email that to you? And mate, it's going down absolute gangbusters. Everybody thought it was a bit when it first came out, you know, like you've got a camera that's watching you while you're watching yourself on the uh, on the monitor. But um, no, I think it's going to be very, very successful for them. 
Well, that's uh, that's great, mate. The Apple's been coming out with some, a lot of successful products lately. A lot of us, we know you are heavily involved with the Apple marketplace. But this, the success of the iPod, everybody is really going home. So, what does Apple make? You know, the, the so-called halo effect, I suppose. We went to a bit of a bit of a, a do the other night there, and um, and in fact, Apple announced the iTunes Music Store Australia. Yes. Which um, was, I felt, 20 cents overpriced at $1.69, but should have yep. been a dollar forty-nine for a song. But on the basis that they did put on beers and nibbles, I figured that out and recoup, recoup, <laughs> recoup the investment somehow. <laughs> and if Steve Jobs, if you're listening, they didn't put on beers and nibbles, because I understand that's actually... Oh, no, they didn't put them on. Yeah. Yeah. And, and had, there is a special God filter in there for yeah. Steve to use, because he does not take those. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard today, they're in, they could be in a bit of poo. Um, that, 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 that Pixar and Apple with some price actions. There's one about the uh, about the scratching on the on the nano, but there's something that the Securities Commission in America are looking into Pixar and how they may have made some announcements when they shouldn't have been making announcements, which may affect the stock price. Too. Yeah. On the basis that Steve never come down to Australia, I don't think he's going to be hassling me. No, apparently he doesn't like flying, so uh, I don't think we'll ever see him here because it's a bloody long boat trip from the US. Um, but that's, that also reminds me there was another announcement last week. Yes. iTunes Music Store Australia. Oh, well, I mean, okay, iTunes Music Store Australia. But we put our podcast up there, and, uh, and Radio Hot Lap has been like ranking right up there. <laughs> <laughs> it's blowing me away. Of course, I'm looking at the download, the, the, the server stats, and that is annoying me because we, we, we really have um, you know, got uh, many, many, many gigs of content coming down there. Yeah, that's, that's a bit of a worry for us, but you know, I think that's just growing pain, so I'll send a letter off to a few papers you know, we'll, we'll comment for bandwidth. Yep, absolutely, you can, you know, sponsor the show and we'll give you, and uh, give you some bandwidth. And that was also another reason for sort of not really down, put something up last week, we just had to take stock of that, and, 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 and as many of these um, the podcasts sort of grow in popularity, that can also be a killer, really, one of the biggest Drawbacks to iTunes Music Store is it doesn't use a BitTorrent client because if it did use a BitTorrent client, then we could share the data load across all the other BitTorrents. Yes. Um, and so when someone downloads a copy, then they basically share it back out, and suddenly the bandwidth wouldn't be an issue for us. But at the moment, it's, um, it's just um, basically big download. So popularity in the top 100 is where we have been. I think I thought it was high. Consistently, consistently between 50 and 70. Really so right thank you viewers for uh, downloading us often. And yeah, I'll be good. Yeah, I think you're great. Um, techie stuff. Just one more. I've got one more thing, and, and thanks for the uh, thanks for the iPod. Uh, yep, I just bought uh, John the new video iPod. We finally got stock at uh, Apple Centre Adelaide, Gage Street. If you want to pop in and grab one, it's it's a white, sixty gig white. Yeah, is it white or black? That's white. Oh, okay. White ones have got white on the box. Oh, it's just, I'm 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 just, i am compression technique you would use. It would simply export you know, from uh, movie to iPod. Right. Um, but I came across a, a new product today called Podna. And um, I thought it was the little uh, product that is. And it, it's, it's, a, it's a very cool um, tool. It allows you to 
your 
There was a lot of car noise, but there wasn't a lot of commentary. Yes, there was no acknowledgement that Ryle and Ryle Harris and then James Moffat were given probably a 30 second penalty on correct for the uh, chicane, first chicane infringement. And so it was very difficult for anyone to really know where, where, where everybody was. Anyway, just run us through your races, mate. I'm sure you got a bit of a tank slapper up on the telly. plans for next year, Matt? That's a separate, different, different level of budget there. slight touch with someone up there at the, the first chicane on the on the beach straight and they, the thing was all over, it was dumping liquid. Yeah. <laughs> well uh, mate, uh, that's uh, you've got a good you've got a good team there in James Brocky. He's a lovely bloke 
and um, I've just put one of my uh, friends who races in uh, the Australian Performance Car Championship. He's doing pretty well there, and then Evo Eight on to him today. But he might be <laughs> might be coming along. I won't mention his name, but um, he's pretty interested to get uh, involved with that. He's uh, just supposed to see what happens with TV. But uh, all good. So mate, I'll see you, I suppose, in a little over a week uh, down in the uh, relatively chilly Tasmanian area. It's a good looking map, I mean, let's face it. <laughs> Halfway through the meal and the gas bottle goes there, it doesn't matter because you're already eating. Oh, yeah. 
Halfway through. If you're cooking. halfway through cooking and the gas bottle goes dead. He'd be a right tosser, wouldn't he? Well, he would be, so that's when you say... You're out of here. Mate, you haven't have done your homework. We're all standing here. You better go and fill this gas bottle up. We'll try and um, make sure the flies don't get on the meat. And you better bring back that's another carton of beer when you bring back... That's the sort of thing that happens to Ashley Dean Draper, and that's why he's not here today. That's right. We just look, Ashley. We, we, need to, we need to focus here, and we're just... Never mind. No, we work quite a lot. Adam is just a bit busy today, and uh, and it's also good to have just the two of us back again. Okay, well, I think we've just covered around everything today. So um, it's good night from me. Oh, one more thing. Oh, yeah, just one more thing. What's the problem, sir? The yeah, it was up with in, in surfers. And was was wandering around there, and I ran into this dude, and he, and he looked after all the champ car merchandise. And um, it was a bit funny. And it's seen what he had on offer, because I've been there with a the couple of the other boys, Scotty and Josh, who did the merch. And um, that's the shop shop grabber. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Shop grabber was all it was on. And um, <laughs> rust. Dogs is here. Yeah, no. rusty sausage got cold. And. Um, so I was having a bit of a chat to this guy about merch and just getting it all pretty generic and he said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm a motor ad agency sort of thing, so this is what we do. He goes, well, really? He told me a bit more. I said, well, actually, I worked a couple of years over there with panels. And uh, he goes, well, you know Richard Perguson, wouldn't you? And I went, do I know Richard Perguson? He married Don Panels' daughter and he does the merch. And suddenly it was just a big cementing. It's like you've, you've gone through all the... Thank you very much. Cheerio and see you next week. Okay.